You're listening to the State of Play, your quick-fire roundup of all things Irish football and beyond. Coming up on tonight's episode, the FAI to be dragged in front of the Oireachtas Committee again. No pyro, no party, no prize money. Pat's bows and the FAI fork out to the cost of pyro damage caused during the Cup Final a couple of weeks ago. Also, a third party wants to cough up for a bruisey bonus, and Celtic suffer racial abuse from Lazio Ultras. All this and more coming up on tonight's State of Play. David Dunn here, joined by Martin Prendergast, our very own version of Tony Cascarino, coming at you on YouTube. If you're watching us, hello. You may notice that I have, um, I'm wrapped up very much. I'm just going to switch that music off there. And Martin is in his little man cave over there. Martin, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, Dave. Uh, watching a bit of European football this week. Uh, went to Enfield Town against a Danish team in non-league football. So didn't watch Man United there. No. I did catch the Man United game actually, but we had football training tonight, so I was off to that. So yeah, no, it was very enjoyable. Enfield Town last night. Over 500 fans there, welcoming a Danish non-league team in this Phoenix Cup. It's called. So there is a trip to Copenhagen in March for the away leg of it. Uh, it's a kind of group stage kind of. Mini league teams in it, um, but yeah, that th- that is kind of there was a lot of talk last night. Let's just say, oh yeah, we're going to go Copenhagen, and oh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Non-league football bringing me to Europe, I don't know. I think I've enough to contend with March trips with Ireland. To be fair, March trips uh, with Ireland and going to Ireland games, and of course we have so much in store. <laughs> 2024. Excuse me. <laughs> I do apologize, folks. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify um, and wherever you get your podcasts from, I am wrapped up. My flat is freezing. I'm still quite ill, like Martin, and there's a horrible bug going around. I'm sure you have it. And if you do, I hope you're well and hope you're all well wrapped up. Uh, I have a retractable roof in, in my flat, Martin. Do you have one in your house? No, I bet you don't. No, I don't. That's a story for another day, anyway. Um, Right, let's get into it. Um, We have a hell of an episode for you here, um, folks. We had some great... Oh, actually, no, we had some great feedback. Uh, Some great numbers on the last episode, Martin. We did very well on YouTube. We're growing the YouTube channel, by the way, folks. Head over to Lanson Road Green Machine on our YouTube platform. We're trying to grow that so we can make some money. And we can turn into little John Delaney's. Isn't that right, Martin? That's right, yeah. Yeah, do support the pod. And thanks for everyone for their wonderful feedback. I mean, it's coming to the end of the year now, so people are actually kind of sending us nice messages saying really enjoyed the yeah. pod and, and that it's, it's, it's well worth listening to. And like as we said, Dave, we've been travelling the world watching Ireland, most of Europe, obviously. Yep. And uh, you did all the games this year, home and away, which is an 100% record. Fantastic. And um, yeah, like it's just wonderful to kind of see the, the great feedback from the fans. We are very supportive of because we are the we voice are. of the fans we are the voice of the fans and of course you can follow us on facebook youtube twitter instagram and you can head over to the green machine podcast.com that is the green machine podcast dot 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 come right martin let's get into it we're going to go back in a way back machine i thought we were going to go back in a way back machine when i was looking at the headlines back to 2019 but appears in 20 well at the end of 2023, the FAI are going to be hauled in front of the Oireachtas Committee again. <sighs> Brilliant. Uh, this is from John Fallon in the Irish Examiner. Good guy, John Fallon. Um, very knowledgeable. He is all over this. 
uh, particular matter at the moment, governance, governance issue and the confidence in the FAI. John Fallon is a good man. Give him a follow on Twitter and do buy the Irish Examiner. 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 <laughs> Easy for me to say. Anyway, he writes... Uh, nee Smith, Chair of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Guild Talk, Sport and Media Committee, has extended the invitation to Chief Executive Jonathan Hill, as well as Directors Jerry McEnany, uh, Packy Bonner, Neve Omani, Catherine Guy and Liz Joyce. Roy Bart, who surprised his colleagues by quitting three weeks ago, has also been requested to participate. Um, 6.8 million euros state funding was suspended by the Sports Minister, Thomas Byrne. Uh, Cozy conducted an audit of the FAI and found... Hill was paid 12 grand in lieu of his holiday pay, despite this being a banned practice in the FAI. Hill was also paid 8.5, 8 8.5 grand, sorry, let's, I'm trying to read out my notes here. 8.5 grand uh, benefit in kind for hotels, flights, etc. due to still living in London, despite being CEO for three years. The FAI are also there to discuss the 863 million euro facilities investment vision. Good luck with that one. And, um, yeah, and it's actually just come th so much actually to go through here. Um, John Fallon on Twitter also stated that it looks like the FBI are going to be uh, brought before the Public Accounts Committee uh, in February next year. So lots to unpack there, uh, Martin. Now, we've gone on about this. We won't bang on about it too much uh, on this particular episode, but... Um, yeah, uh, it, it just, I thought we were back in 2019, as I said at the top of this, man. It just doesn't stop, does it? No, but but I think it's not a bad thing in a way that we've been brought up there again. And because we're asking the government for money and via the FAI, obviously, and you, you have to be accountable for public spending. So, you know, it's, it's only right that we, we've got to get our house in order. It's not in order at the moment. We're still, we've spoken as well about, you know, the impact that's having reputationally on the FAI attracting sponsorship and the support and growth of the game. So I think it's not a bad thing. They've got to go up there and make them accountable as board members. That's why they have been elected to those roles. I'm sure Paki Bonner's not going to be very happy being brought up there, but he is quite an astute guy and he's going to be able to explain things, I'm sure, from his perspective. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, I think there is going to be a bit of a fallout from this as well. You know, we've, we've got, FAI have got a AGMs too and things like that. So they they really have to get their house in order and you know, yeah, we're I mean, for money. We're looking for money off the government and you've got to be accountable for it. And here's the thing as well. There's so many in the Irish government that are just so anti-football. I'm not using yeah. the S word. I refuse to use the S word, but proper football. They're so anti-football and this is just playing into the hands, I find. I mean, in the same meeting, they're going to be asking, oh, yeah, by the way, um, <laughs> not only, like, you know, did we overpay our uh, CEO and, you know, he was uh, he, he was sort of benefiting from a scheme that actually is outlawed in our FAI, <laughs> in our own association. And also, he because he's a state, um, he's technically a state worker now, isn't he? Mm -hmm. um, so basically, he has to fall in line with... Uh, with certain guidelines in terms of uh, salary so you know that's all gone to the wayside and we're not we're not adhering to the agreed guidelines of the bailout that they had during the COVID bailout and the bailout of this as well and actually there's there's more um there's more coming because cozy are the guys that did the audit um on the fai when i think it was grant thornton mm. they were the original auditors of the fai and they failed to spot um 
you know, what was going on with, with under the Laney era. And then Cozy went in and went, oh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, uh, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. So they've gone in and done their own audit. They found all these sort of irregularities. I don't, I don't think there's anything, like, you know, just to be clear, there's nothing illegal going on. It's just, it's an oversight. But in the same meeting, they're going to go, oh, by the way, we need a billion quid. Yeah, and I think that's why the FAI won't have a problem with kind of going back up there, to be honest, because they're gonna. It will be a different experience from the last one when they were there, when you know they were under a lot of scrutiny and and you know not John really Laney had a note from his mammy. Yeah, and they weren't given answers. Basically, this is an opportunity for the FAI to really kind of. It's a bit of a PR job, basically. They've really got to get their house in order before they go there and get the. They've got the to say line quotes. They've got to there. say we we fucked up here. We're really sorry. We we absolutely they have to do that. But they've also got to say, you know, they've they've got to make their, state their case in a way in a public kind of domain that that's going to because it will be reported on by the press, of course. And and what they've got to get across is, you know, what they what they need funding wise, what they have have done very well. Yes, there's errors still made, but you know they they will probably spin that the, there's a positive of. You know, the Euro 2028 finals come in, you know, the yeah. sellout FAI Cup final. There's been all that positivity, but there are questions going to have to be asked of them and they're going to have to come up with the answers. And ultimately, they're going to be wanting money. And to have that, the, the government having faith in, in what they're providing to them, and is that going to actually be put to the use as it, of its intention? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. You do not need to listen to me spluttering into the microphone. Uh, still very unwell. I think we're all unwell, aren't we? Everybody's unwell. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be very interesting. But I, I do think th this is very annoying for me. On one hand, you know, they've quantified this is how much we need to build Irish football. Please give us some money. And there's there's certain money to be made um in Irish football. You know, the attendances have gone up 20%. Um, upon last year in the League of Ireland, so there's so, there's so much potential in football in Ireland, but then you know, at the, at the, as we said in the same sitting, well, actually, you know, we, we've kind of mi we've mismanaged our finances here a little bit, and we're not adhering to, to to these protocols that we've agreed to. I just think it's very much set up to fail. I think they're being set up to fail. I think they're they're just handing the naysayers in the government. I do not want to give you do not want to see football in this country in Ireland. I should say. Uh, succeed i think they're just giving them every reason and they're just playing right into the house and that just frustrates the hell out of me to be honest uh just moving on there uh, there is a breaking story uh tonight donald mcdonald in the irish independent um basically the, it goes with the headline now we don't have a lot of information on this i'm sure more will come out we will hopefully cover it cover it on the next episode when everyone else kind of has a little dig around but the fbi turned down martin u.s investors for a 90 million euro plan for Premier League Ireland, which was a working title. And basically, um, they were looking to do the long game was have a an All-Ireland uh, Premier League. Um, but at the beginning, just revamped the League of Ireland. And they reckon, these guys here reckon they could generate something up to half a billion in income across eight years with a cumulative amount of 70 euro, uh, million euros, sorry, guaranteed to competing clubs presented as a worst case scenario they're projecting a 119 million euro dividend if all went to plan um 
They reckon the upfront figure of 90 million that they offer the FAI was viewed as a necessary finance to build the entity and support infrastructure for broadcast and media purposes. We've spoken about that before. Definitely needs sexing up. Um, and basically, yeah, uh, they've turned it down. Now they've signed, we're not sure why that is. This will come out. Um, Dan, Dan's article is very good as always, very, uh, very well written, uh, very knowledgeable, of course. Uh, but basically, they've turned it down, but there was a non-disclosure agreement signed by um, the American company and the FAI. It's all very interesting, Martin, just very quickly on that. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it's definitely a product that, that is going to attract investment, I think. And this is something that the guy involved in it, I think, um, was part of, like, Nar Quinn's kind of idea for when he yeah. was kind of involved in the FAI as well. Um, you know, on the back of looking at, the great attendance at the FAI Cup final, uh, the broken <sighs> women's game as well. Um, you know, th there is an opportunity there, you know, fan growth. People do want to start going to more sporting events and things, and it looks incredible uh, on the like TV and stuff like that. I know we're going to come on and chat a bit more, a bit more about that later, but, mm. you know, it, I can see why there would be investment into it. It's just so messy, though. I mean, I, I'm actually reading the book at the moment. I can't remember the title of the book, but... Um, it's about Irish football and it's about, you know, where have all the Irish players gone or something like that. Um, and it was, it, it's interesting, you know, like how we've come through, like, you know, different directors of football, Doctor and Kuberman's and the idea of those things and, and the lack of investment in the League of Ireland and what happened to Brian Kerr and why he's not involved now. And then yeah. now we're even moving on to Stephen Kenny. And, but I think the League of Ireland is is thriving in the sense that it's doing very well, but it's in spite of any support really from the FAI. And I think that's where we need this investment. We need this to come in. And I think the idea of this was to kind of set it up a little bit like a structure like the MLS. And um, I know there was a lot of, still a little bit online, it is a breaking story, but like a little bit on Twitter and stuff about, um, yeah. you know, that, it's, that they weren't going to have relegations and promotions and things like that. But I think it has to be competitive. I don't think that would actually work. Um, and I'm not massively, you know, a big time follower of the League of Ireland, but I just don't think that would work as a kind of business model in, in football. You have to have competition. But I think, um, you know, it's interesting, this investment, and it's just very messy. And this, there was this, a, this actually a non-disclosure non agreement on this, wasn't yeah. there? The FAI, why they were talking. And it's come out. Yeah, it's yeah. actually come. It's actually come out. I think it's come out of the board meeting. I think this was... This, this, yes, this it did, was, yeah. Uh, what I've read in Dan's article, where he said, you know, I think what it is, I think the... It came out in this board meeting, and they, they were asked. Uh, basically, Hill was asked questions. Well, why didn't by League of Ireland clubs? Well, why didn't you go into it? You know, a bit yeah. more. Like, what, what what's happening here? Um, yeah. um basically, I think one of the things I, I, I'm guessing at, like, I, I'd like to read a lot more about it. But you know, with the TV rights and things like that, promotion of the game. You know, GAA Go was very very successful when they brought that in. Yeah. Um, well, well, they. They want their own. Um, they uh, want their own League of Ireland TV co commercial plan. Yeah, with yeah. League of Ireland TV at the heart of it. According yeah. to this, I mean, Jesus, you know, he's an association. They can't even, you know. Get yeah, exactly. That, that's my point. <laughs> that, 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 like, we're, 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 we're kind of running before we can walk here. You know, there's so many other yeah. things they've got to sort out, and is it another challenge for them to to come in? I mean, I, I they're not. They're not up to it though, are they? What, what the FAI are probably looking at, thinking if once if once they relinquish control of that, they're not ever getting it back. It's a little bit like the Premier League happened, wasn't it? You know, from them yeah, in '92, right? Free. And it's not a bad thing. You you should give. If it, it, it's a business now, sport like global sport, you yeah. look at like live with the golf and everything like that. 
if you can give it to people who can help promote it, it should filter down like the pyramid in a way. The money will come in. Commercialism will take care of itself. They want to sell a product. And it, yeah, they don't all work, of course, but, but I mean, it's better than a, what it would be now. Surely. This, <laughs> anybody would be better. I mean, here, here's the association, I think, gave €5,000 um, for, for marketing money uh, to League of Ireland clubs uh, each. And they also, you know, they're, look, they're not up to it. I don't think anyway, the FEI, and, and you're right, they have so much more to concentrate on. They have to concentrate in grassroots, etc. Let a, let a, a conglomerate or allow um, a consortium or whatever to come in. If they have experience, I don't know who they are, if they have experience in building leagues. I know your man Foley uh, built, I think it was he built a Caribbean cricket league or something. You know, yeah. the, yes, that's right. Yeah. These guys have experience in franchise, in building these and franchise building and looking at infrastructure because they're going to come in. They've, they're going to look at everything and say, right, Mr. Chippy in the background, that needs to go. You know, all this kind of stuff. Like the yeah. first bite is with the, and I've been saying this for years. Now people love the league of Ireland and you know, they love the, you know, we'll get to the pyro situation in a second. You know, they, they, they love, you know, it's our league. We don't want to share with anyone else. Now, the FAI probably, as you say, look, the, the Premier League was set up in, uh, I think the meeting for that was like 90, 1990, around that time, 91. And it was supposed to actually give the FA more control because they were constantly battling with the Football League. The mm. Football League where, where, you know, the, the, the clubs didn't have to give England the players... Uh, to release them, etc., 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 and then they were like, "Look, we'll give you the pre the FA Premier League, and you'll, you know, you'll have control over it." And of course, they had no control, as you say, and it's mm. just it's just taken off. And now they're telling the FA what to do. So the FA are probably a bit worried about that, as you say. But the FA aren't up to it. Give it to somebody, and I think that's what a lot of the clubs are saying. Give it to somebody who 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 knows what to do, because what the FA have tried for numbers of years, they failed, and I think. The League of Ireland is is um, flourishing in spite of the FAI. It, I, yeah. I, I quite believe that as well. And, and, I, and I, I totally get uh, where these clubs are coming from. Um, we'll finish up this particular part. Uh, Foley declined to comment. That's the guy that um, had the, the League of Ireland, uh, the joint league, didn't he? He um, What is it? Bloody name. Come on, Martin, help me. Kieran, Kieran Foley. Kieran Foley. So they did try to contact him and he did try to contact the IFA. Uh, who a spokesperson for the IFA did not deny a meeting took place, but was unwilling to say any more in the matter. So they've all they've all been silenced. But the FAI have refused to comment because of the non-disclosure agreement. But anyway, uh, we will. I'm sure as this comes out, we'll talk further on it. Um, sticking with the League of Ireland. Um, so <laughs> basically, uh, Flares of Throne at uh, the FAI Cup final. Uh, they have basically caused there was a bit of controversy how do, how do i go about this there was a bit of controversy pats played bows and basically they were supposed to have their tifo now a tifo is when you have the big class and you have pictures of the badges and the players and all that it does look great um before the game the fire the safety officer the fire officer at lanson road basically said no they're flammable um I'm not signing off on that. You need to cancel it or you need to remove parts of it. And basically both sets of supporters said, no, we're just, you know, we're just not going to do it anyway. So flares are thrown onto the pitch. Um, here's a picture of it here, Martin. Let me get my stuff. I've got so much open here. Here's a picture there at Lanson Row. So flares are thrown onto the pitch, as you can see there, um, if you're watching on YouTube. 
and that caused 46 grand worth of damage uh, to the pitch. And the figure, that amount was taken out of the gate receipts, which was split between Pats, Bose, and the FAI. And also, there was prize money there as well. Uh, Pats won 32 grand to, for winning the cup, and Bose got 16 grand for finishing uh, runners up. And yeah, so basically, they've left with a lot less money because of the way their fans have behaved by. Yeah, throwing a lot of flares on the pitch. Now, there's been this whole thing, Martin, in the League of Ireland. I've had browse with, with certain people who are fans of League of Ireland clubs. You know who you are if you're listening, saying, oh, no pyro, no party. I, I, I cannot get over why, I do not understand why you need a sparkly little thing. Well, it's not a little thing, is it? Or, nor sparkly, but you need this, you need pyro to enjoy a football match. It's, it, it's, I do not get it, Martin. No, yeah, I agree completely with you, you know, from the, the fire safety, the health and safety aspects as well. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't get it as well. I've, I've been in a situation with games and, and the smoke's there and it wrecks your kind of experience. Okay, now visually it looks quite impressive. I don't right? tell you, but, yeah. yeah, but but it's a pain there when you're there and it stinks and it's... I, I, I really don't get it. And I think, you know, there has to be a lot of responsibility for you know, the dangerous part of it. I mean, look, we've even seen in the wake of this final, I'm not digging him out on this now, but, you know, we see Brian Kerr holding one, didn't we, in the celebrations? And that that's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, what will happen is something will happen tragically with this. And then you'll have people being condemned in, in the world, way we are in the world now. And it will be, there'll be a GoFund page set up for the person who's sadly a victim of it. And, People will be hypocritical and be going, "Oh, let's all support that now." And yet, you're part of the problem if you're if you're doing it. Um, no, I'm not a fan of them all. I look, I, I worked no. for years um, <clears throat> in football security over here in London, and you have to sit down, you have to watch a course about uh, the Bradford Fire, you have to do a thing yeah. on fires, uh, Hillsborough, and you you have to watch the and completely unedited footage, and you have to also watch, you have to look at videos. Um, you know, mobile videos of unedited footage of people getting their heads taken off with flares, fingers blown off with flares. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen. And I think the security, like in, 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 in England, they've pyro dogs. Um, because what was happening was when you're doing a search and you do the pat down, certain fans, I won't mention the club, <coughs> excuse me, but certain fans were putting the pyros on their kids because you don't pat down children, do you? Mm. So, and then you have to get the pyro dogs. And if you're caught with them, it's a fire app, you're done. You're, you're arrested on the spot. And I've seen it. And just over here, like, I mean, the security over here, over in Ireland, is, is quite poor. Like, it's very lax. You know, people might say, well, you know, it's it's Ireland. You don't really need it. Okay, but now you're having damage done. Now the pitch is getting caught on fire. Now the clubs who need this money, who needed, you know, they had a full house for Lanson Road, like, sold out. And now, you know, and those clubs have lost out on a fair chunk of that money that is badly needed to develop those clubs to compete with the likes of Shamrock Rovers because of their fans' behaviour. And you talk to some of, the, some of the fans and they don't see a problem with it. Oh, you know, like, I mean, oh, I think one, one comment that was said to me, oh, you know, they try to compare it with, 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 a new, with an atomic bomb. These things are waterproof. They can't be put out because of the stress flares. But, yes. but they are illegal and they do go off and you do, you know, people fire them because now you have an element of crowd trouble coming in at these games. Someone's going to fire one of somebody 
and it's going to it's going to blow and it's going to take someone's eye out or it's going to kill somebody as you said to have a GoFundMe page and then we'll have the whole fire safety but i i just don't get it martin yeah look we're aware of the risk already from it and and we're aware of these terrible incidents have happened in football history and yeah i, I just I, I don't know i mean there's, there's other things they can do to make things visually now you know like i'm just even thinking out loud of the you know, like Coldplay have the, the wristbands, don't they? And they show, you know, and they light up certain songs and stuff and it looks yeah. good in the crowd. All those things now, like, surely we've got to be thinking a bit more out of the box and a bit with technology rather than this kind of shite going on, to be very fair. Um, and a lot of yeah, legal island grounds are, you know, they're a lot of traps anyway, old. half of them. I know that's yeah. it. Well, you know, <laughs> but they are, they're not, you, you know, you are, you've got to have your wits about you in those stadiums, to be fair. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, you know, I think for, for that whole experience and we're trying to get things more professional in the league, you do have a part to play as a as a yeah. responsible fan, to be honest. Well, now it's cost them. It's cost them yeah. money. But what's going to happen now? I mean, that's the problem. Will they care? Will it be a bit like, you know, the, the Green Brigade at Celtic where, you know, although they eventually got thrown out. We'll get on to them in a second. Uh, not the Green Brigade, but Celtic. Uh, they got thrown out of the club, didn't they? They had all the tick. They got banned because they were told, look, if you put these flags up at Palestine, whatever, we're going to get fined. Please don't do it. And he did it anyway. Anyway, for find them. And he went, all right, you're not listening. You're banned. I mean, the League of Ireland clubs can't really do that, can they? They can't really afford to bat start banning people, I suppose, en masse. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to do it. League of mm. Ireland, but maybe it's a Celtic sellout, don't they? So they know the, the different kind of factions yeah. of supporters groups and stuff. And I've, I've read a few things on that as well on Twitter and, and more about um, and the news and stuff just on... You know, a lot of Stoic fans weren't sorry to see them. That, that, no. That game go, you know, because, nope. mm. you know, some of these fans groups, they do kind of, they're a holy and thou, aren't they? They think they're the be all and end all of the club and stuff, but they don't yeah. reflect the whole supporter fan base. You know, they, they don't, they're not the, the sole representatives of the club. So they'll have an opinion, but it might not necessarily be of, of everybody. Yeah. So got to be very careful and, and politics and sport as we know they shouldn't really mix but they do inevitably and that's mm -hmm. where we are with it i mean obviously like look with the league of ireland we'll, we'll move it on there but you know with the league of ireland lads look fantastic support it's i'm so happy to see it go up you know the the, the attendances are going it's brilliant it's cooking we need <laughs> we need 90 million euro <laughs> but we need support you know and it's fantastic but that's do without the pyro you know what i mean someone's gonna get hurt but look, we'll, we'll leave it on that one um well, well sorry we'll leave it there um it's come out it came out yesterday actually as we're recording this uh apparently a third party martin they're happy mm. to fund a brucey bonus um a third party may look to help fund the appointment of steve bruce according to neil o'reardon of the sun um very very interesting i'll just show you that clip if you're watching neil reardon there we go third party signals willingness to subsidize steve bruce's wages if fai hire him as next ireland boss a couple of things here is this a kite being flown by the fai are they putting it out there a little bit see oh, how would you like that because it does happen and also how much is this lad demanding yeah yeah I that's mean, all that stuck with me first of all i mean steve bruce is a multi-millionaire right so yeah. it's not doing it for the money like you, you, these people in football who have done very well and had more jobs, you know, like there were more clubs than what was it, Tiger Woods or, or Robbie uh, King? Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me, they've they've done fantastically well out of 
of football. Like they're, they're multi-millionaires. They've had fantastic investments outside of football as well. It's not desperation for the money. They're going to be doing this job now. This is kind of the retirement gig um, or, the, or the staying in football, staying a bit relevant and a challenge. And and that's what he should be seeing in Steve Bruce as the island job. It's in, But again, like they're, they're professional, aren't they? They're going to say, well, I'm not going to do it for nothing. And that, that, that does give you a problem. Um, that, that if you do the job and then you're, you're saying, oh, basically I'm doing it for free or, or kind of basic salary in the footballing world. He's a fair outsider, it, though, isn't he? A problem. Yeah. He's a fair outsider. Just looking at the odds here. I'm on bookies.com. What are you on, man? You like there we go. Butter. Go on. What are you? Because I, I got the wrong odds. I'll probably get the odds for a Steve Staunton successor. No, my luck. Go on. What have we got? Well, the betting, um, I'll have a look now. Um, but yeah, I mean, there has been a bit of movement in the market. Oh, um, bell movement. <laughs> there has been a bit of movement. Like you know, the Roy King came into favoritism recently, and it was like, oh my god, what's going on there? Lee Carsley, I think's current favourite now. Two to one before. on Paddy Power. Yeah, so a little bit bigger for two and a half to one. Yeah, so um, yeah, Carsley seems to be favourite at the moment. I'd like to have seen. You know, I, I I didn't watch Sky over the weekend. I didn't see if Roy Keane was on it, but I. I I think Sky have got surely be asking him the question, haven't they? Um, and I think anywhere where these guys are in punditry land, they need to be asked. I mean, Steve Bruce was at a bookies launch thing, wasn't he, a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, he yeah, said he, he would be interested. But you know, he actually Steve Bruce seven days ago he drifted from nine to four out, which is two and a half to one basically, to eight to one. So I think this is a bit of a kind of red herring the, the Steve Bruce thing. I don't really? test I mean, the water to see is he coming in? Is he interested in it? Is he going to yeah. come out and say yes? I definitely well, want it. Alex and Bruce, money a factor. Alex Bruce came out and you know th- this was sent to me uh, by a friend of the pod. I won't mention a name, but he knows who he is. Um, Alex Bruce came out and said to the Times, "My dad was Sue Ireland. That was on the nineteenth. That was ten days ago." Uh, you have also another story coming out from Alex Bruce, the who represent the Republic. I regret. Uh, Switching over to Northern Ireland, I should have stuck with the Republic. And yeah, it's just you have all this kind of stuff going yeah. on now. These Alex Bruce, my dad, yeah, my dad was super Ireland. Just got another picture there. I mean, the and then yeah, it, it's all being flown at the moment. This is they're testing the waters. I think the FBI. That that's my opinion. You know, I've got my conspiracy theory hat on, but uh, yeah, it's definitely as you say, a red herring. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't particularly want Steve Bruce in that role, but um, no. he's definitely probably, he's probably worth having an interview, though, to chat to and to see what's going on um, and what his ideas are. Because I think that they, the FAI have to do their due diligence. And when you hear of, um, I think it was the England manager or so, it was a previous manager, was, I think it was Sam Allardyce, how he interviewed for the England job mm-hmm. and how, you know, how you deal with the media, how you, will you deal with this challenge, how will you deal with when a player does this. That's modern football now. And, you know, I've heard of some people when in there very, very prepared. And some, like, I think actually even Damien Duff, I heard him do a fantastic presentation when he was at Celtic. And he shared it on this on this um, online webinar thing I was on with some coaches and stuff. And it was unbelievable, you know, just how they play. And then he showed us like what, what he was doing with Ireland at the time as well. Um, but, you know, th- these are professional people, you know, they're in the game and they know how it works and, and, it's got to be, it's not just a case of the FAI going after their man. The the person that has to come in, it's not just Steve Bruce going, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do a job for you, Ireland. We want to know what his plan is. 
Yeah. Okay. Who, who do you know? Who do you know in the league? Who? Do, sorry. Who do you know in the Irish team? How can you see? Evan, how are you going to develop Evan Ferguson? You're going to build the team around him. What are you going to do about yeah. goalkeepers? What's this? Well, need to Jack know? wanted me to play for Ireland in 1994. No, Brute Steve. No, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was a good manager in his day, but I think his days come and gone. He was, see, but and I think though you got to just like even look tonight. It's worth chatting about in a way that like, Sammy Schmollix has scored another two goals tonight. He has. What's the yeah. situation? What are you doing with him? Like, what players have we got coming through? Mm. That's the question that a manager would ask. But also. Okay, well, how come he's not captain? What's the history of that? They, you need to kind of know. So there'll probably be a little bit of non-disclosure on that because we don't know all the situations of why people aren't being pulled in. But, you know, I, I think, I hope the FAI are doing a lot of work on this now and, and really, you know, we've got a lot of other distractions as we've alluded to on this podcast. And I just hope we have, we're going to make a decision quite soon. And yeah, um, let's not let, let this drag out. I don't think we need to. I know. Uh, we'll obviously keep you up to date uh, what's happening, but I think it's a kite being flown there by the FAI. That was just my opinion. Just to finish up here, and then we'll let you get on the rest of your day. Uh, Celtic knocked out of Champions League. They lost 2-0 in Rome to Lazio, or somebody called them Nazio. I thought it was really actually Brilliant, quite yeah. clever. That was very good. I, here's a picture here. I This, this sort of came out of the blue. Uh, two banners here uh, in Rome, I, I presume. <coughs> Celtic paedophile club ultras Lazio and then they had a picture in the ground saying the famine is over go home fucking potato eaters it's a bit yeah. out of left field that isn't it it's like hold I, on, I didn't I, th- I think they are um uh, yeah I got sent this a few times today and no, I'm not a Celtic fan or anything but I no. think the idea is that Lazio see themselves as if, like club partners with Rangers and that's what they're trying to prove but themselves they're, they're, to be. You, you would think, though, Celtic and Rome, you'd think that a Catholic club would be welcome in Rome, you know? But... Yeah, and I've I seen Brandon Rogers actually went to visit the Pope today, didn't he? Yeah, and here's the picture. A... Have a look. Yeah. Here he goes. Nice. Yeah, Isn't so that great? Brilliant, Francis. I mean, he's... Yeah, I'm just disappointed he's not got it on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Pope John Paul put on Bono's glasses. He actually did put on Bono's glasses. Just saying putting it out there but there you go and very quickly martin your thoughts on a um sin bin for football apparently this is going to be coming into some leagues yeah i i no, i wouldn't be a fan of it at all um no football. No, i mean you're, you're actually changing you're actually changing the fabric of the game now aren't you with sin bins and this kind of nonsense yeah, yeah it wouldn't work like I, I think actually paul merson not fantastically brilliant pundit but he made the valid the valid point on it. To be fair, though, was that you know when you have a simbin in rugby, you know you you have the advantage, and teams have to be yeah. a bit tactical. But in football, you would be very very different. You're you're tactically you're just going to retreat and just going to hold your defensive lines, and it won't be very exciting to watch for ten minutes while they're down to ten men. So yeah, I can't see it happening. Um, I mean, it Why may do- work a little bit, maybe very very lower leagues. You know. Like, youth kind of maybe levels in my work because you're not necessarily punishing you know if you're probably challenging teams then a little bit different but the top level we want to see it competitive and you want to see it yeah yeah you know a lot of nonsense what we have well the laws sorry what we have yeah a lot of nonsense like when van bassen came out a few years ago and he was on about you know getting rid of the offside rule and all this kind of nonsense jeez it's just the game is perfectly the game alone just just improve it little you know um little shades just needs a little bit of shading in certain parts but anyway uh we're gonna leave it there and that's flown by um thank you martin 
as always. Uh, thank you at home for listening. Of course, we are the voice of Irish football fans. Self-proclaimed, <laughs> self-professed, but we are the voice of the fans. And you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you very much. If not, please, please, please head over to YouTube. Spread the word. We are doing God's work, just like Brendan Rogers is in the Vatican giving the Pope a Celtic jersey. I think that's how it works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're on Twitter, Insta. And yeah, anywhere you can find us. I think we're going to find ourselves on a lot more uh, social media platforms going forward. But yeah, give us a follow. Head over to greenmachinepodcast.com, thegreenmachinepodcast.com for an audio version of this and articles and all that good stuff. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much. Good night. God bless. And I never have the outro ready, but here it is now. See you on the next one. Uh -huh.